Marines and heroes Acting out there on a silver screen I'll Come grab a seat, popcorn is on me Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies, Noel T. Man in the Second here hanging out with Mr. Daryl Manzel back on the show. We're so happy to see you, man. Always good to see you, buddy. Likewise, likewise. It's always good whenever the bat signal goes out. I'm here to answer that call. <laughs> well, I do appreciate it. And the bat, bat signal did go out. Uh, I bumped into you at a recent screening and I said, we've got to have you on the show. And you said, all right, anytime, let me know. So yep. I did. So yep. welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and we may or may not have another guest uh, Thomas Manning was supposed to be with us, but he texted just a few minutes ago and said he's watching a movie. So, <laughs> which is which is good because Ooh, the name of the show, <laughs> the name of the show is Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, right here on C nineteen TV and and also WG WG. But 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 we want to be able to share those thoughts with others. So uh, maybe Thomas will join us uh, if he does. Uh, it's a it's the new Jennifer Lawrence film. He he will talk about. But but you know we're not going to hold our breath. We're not going to hold our breath, uh, but but in the in the meantime, we are going to talk about a, a few films, uh, including this uh, Indiana Jones uh, time travel film, Indiana Jones and the Time Travel Device of Yesteryear. I think <laughs> is the uh, unofficial title, and that was changed. I think to Indiana Jones and what the Dial of Destiny is that yeah, what the changed official eleventh hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they never listen to Noel. They never listen to Noel. It's their detriment. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Well, this is a film that that I've been waiting for for, for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. I, especially when I heard who was attached to it from a director standpoint, I, I like uh, James Mangold and the work he's done. And I've been fortunate enough to spend some time talking to a couple of cinematographers that have worked with him um, and worked on this film. And I remember talking to them while they were working on it, and they couldn't give me the inside scoop, but they could say, hey, I'm working on the new indie film. And so uh, I was really looking forward to to this on a lot of different levels. I, I grew up um, loving uh, the franchise and really appreciating just the action-adventure aspect of this popcorn flick that, that really kind of seems to make summer or summer's past. So high expectations for this. Let, let me get your... Uh, expectations before we we talk about this particular film right i'm right there with you um i i'm on record as saying many times that we don't get adventure movies like we used to we get a lot of action movies these days and the action movies also kind of been replaced by comic book movies but we don't get a whole lot of good swashbuckling adventures i think that's why pirates of the caribbean was so popular because there wasn't really anything in that place Uh, for me raiders of the lost ark is one of the most perfect movies ever made uh i I absolutely love it adore it i love indiana jones as a character um and just watching those movies so i was right there with you as far as like so excited to see a new indie we know going in that this is his farewell journey so you know there's gonna be some emotion involved and all that um, I was I was very hyped to see this movie. Yeah, and, and you talk about Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, particularly released in 81, uh, and uh, still today a perfect film. Uh, all these years later, it's still just an amazingly perfect film, and uh, you had a lot to live up to. Uh, and and we've, ha- we've had uh, four of these films now. We, we thought 
several years ago when Sean Connery was in Last Crusade. We honestly thought that was the last time we would see Indiana Jones, but came back with the Crystal Skull. Uh, and, and we do know for sure, yeah, this is the last time. Um, what's the story? Uh, well, the story, there is a device that can allow, or we think will allow you to go back in time and you can make changes. Nazis are involved. They, they of course, uh, want to change, uh, change the past so they can change history and change the future. Um, there are puzzles. There's mysteries. Uh, there are uh, chase scenes. There are fight scenes. There are more chase scenes. And <laughs> there is there is a lot of action. Um, and 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 Indy is really kind of this grumpy, aging professor that really doesn't seem like he cares about life anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, the the spark that we had seen in him previously is not there. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a whole lot of Harrison Ford in this movie. It seems like uh, he, he's, he's taken his his grumpy man act and really just transferred it to Indiana Jones. But you know, given with the backstory we hear throughout the movie, what he's kind of been through since we last saw him. Some of that a little bit justified, but it is also kind of disheartening to see that 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 lack of, of for, you know, the old Indiana Jones, for lack of a better phrase. It is disheartening to not really see that. Yeah, and that's one of the words that just kind of kept coming back to me throughout. I was kind of disheartened by by this film. Uh, it, it had... All the things that you would probably expect if you're going to doing be, be doing the check boxes and the mm-hmm. formula for what you would find in an Indiana Jones film, but it felt like it truly was for me uh, in many ways just on autopilot, and I, I, I didn't feel that fulfillment um, and that um, just that that joy when I left the theater that I had in the past. And while I, I'm all Indiana Jones films. Are, are not up to the same level. I will say that right off the bat. But with each of them, I've been able to come out and say, "Wow, I, I, I still felt good with what what I saw and and the experience I had." And this is one of those films, Daryl. That uh, it, it's been a long time since I've come out of a film and and had this kind of uncertain uh, angst of of emotions of I don't really know what I'm feeling and it and mm-hmm. it's taking me some time to digest it and there's another film we'll talk about a little later that I've kind of felt the same way about in, in certain aspects yeah yeah like uh, I'm the same way I have my review written and it's on ice right now and I keep coming back to it and I'm like I'm I'm not sure if what my review has directly correlates to how I feel I've gone back to it a couple times, and sometimes I'm like, yeah, this kind of sums it up. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's just, I haven't felt this way, I don't think, since The Last Jedi, really. I just came out so uncertain as to what it was I saw, and couldn't quite nail down how I felt. It, it starts off on a high note. I really like the opening action sequence that we get, but then there's some choices made in that third act with Indiana Jones that just do not sit well with me at all, and kind of taint him as a character. Um, you would think the per the person we know that is a a, a we assume tenured professor, right, would be smarter than that, and then the decision yeah. that he's he's wanting to make towards the end there, but, but yeah, it's 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 weird. I, I got it right above Crystal Skull, uh, below Temple of Doom in my rankings, but <laughs> still still iffy on it. It's it's going to take maybe one more watch for me to try to nail down. 
Yeah, I, I loved the opening sequence you mentioned. Uh, there was the de-aging that took place, and uh, they are becoming, uh, they, are, they are honestly starting to perfect that in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and we know what a young Harrison Ford looked like. Mm-hmm. So to, to see that, uh, you know, I kind of got lost in those first 12 minutes of going, wow, this is pretty dang cool seeing this younger Indiana Jones with this kind of flashback uh, sequence. And uh, I appreciated that. I, you know, the, the villain, um, Matt Mickelson, who um, you know I've enjoyed uh, in so many things uh, throughout uh, his career. You know, once again, br- bringing a Nazi in. And how many times can you have the Nazis show up and, and Indiana, Indiana Jones has to find a way to take them down? Um, I really did enjoy um, the, uh, the the new sidekick, who was the goddaughter in this. I appreciated her, her uh, banter a bit. The standout for me in this movie, I think, is is Phoebe Waller Bridge. When they announced her attachment to the movie, I, me being a big fan of her show, Fleabag, I was I was right there with it. I was like, yes, give this to me. And that that aspect of the movie did not disappoint. Whatsoever, I, I think she's, she's you know she's got a little bit of action chops in her own right. It's a little bit of that uh, that new school brushing up against the old school, different thoughts, different ideologies, uh, and it was interesting to see their chemistry and how they played off of each other. But yeah, coming out of me, the one thing I was sure of was Phoebe yeah. Bridge. Yeah, and and she had a she had a sidekick as well, which was honestly a throwback to Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think that was one of the things I, I felt they were. Um, Forcing these uh, fan service moments throughout the film just to say, oh, okay, that's a nod to this one. That's a nod mm-hmm. to that one. And it just, it for me, it didn't feel organic. It yeah. didn't feel authentic. It felt like, okay, we've got to shoehorn this in just so people will say, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Um, I, I, I really, uh, when I review films, if it's something I really love or think is, is, is relatively good, I can explain why and talk about why. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's really bad, <laughs> the same way. But it's these films that, that hit me kind of in the middle yep. that I find, to, I find the most difficult because I did not hate this film. I did not love this film. There are aspects of it that I, that I thought were incredibly solid. The technical achievements were there. Uh, but when I look at the the action sequences and the chase sequences and those kinds of things, Daryl, it, it didn't surpass anything that I saw 40 years ago in, in the first Raiders of the Lost Ark. So to me, if you're going to further this and utilize that adventure aspect, mm-hmm. take it up. Take it up a notch. Find ways to bring it up a notch. And, and they just did not do that for me. And incredibly disappointed in that aspect of it. Uh, my bride, Beth, uh, we, we talked about it as we left. And, and these are her quotes. She said she didn't feel like there was spark or heart in this particular film. And I said, mm-hmm. you, really, you, you, you kind of nailed it. That's what was kind of missing. And that's why it, it hurts yeah. to say this about uh, a character that I love so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a good surface level Indiana Jones, uh, but if you want to get into really who he is and what, what those movies are about, it's it's not the best in that aspect. Yeah. Mickelson always makes for a great villain. Uh, here right. I thought he was okay. He was serviceable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any final thoughts or comments you want to make sure you share before we give a rating for uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? 
uh, worth checking out at least once in theaters because it's going to be the last time you see an Indiana Jones movie in theaters. After that, man, I think it's it'll be a great Saturday afternoon movie. Yeah, I agree. So what is your rating? Remember, we do the uh, A to F report card rating. I think I'm going to give it a... Ooh, man. I always forget that you got these ratings. I'm going to go with a solid <laughs> C+. You know, I'm right there with you, uh, right on that C+. Uh, when we were riding home from it, Beth said, you know, I'm kind of at that B-, and then the next day, she, the more I think about it, she said, honestly, a C+. I'm like, Beth, yes, I'm with you. Um, and it just, it hurts me to say that. It really hurts me to say that because this was one of the films, uh, when I was looking at the most anticipated films uh, of the summer, for me, this was one of those. Well, yep. uh, you are watching uh, Meet Me at the Movies on uh, C19 TV and WG, WG.org. If you're listening to the radio or the podcast version, uh, Daryl Mansell, uh, our guest uh, right here as we talk film. Uh, we're going to come back uh, after this quick intermission, and we're going to talk about uh, the story of a nude streaker. Uh, so, so hang around. You heard me right. A nude streaker. That story, the origin story, right after this quick intermission. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch a Hi, I'm Shara Miller, the host of Artworks. Each month we bring to you wonderful, talented artists from here in, in Cleveland County and, and the region. We have artists, we have potters, we have painters, we have musicians, we have actors. We just have wonderful artists that come to you and tell you about all that they're doing, their creativity, what inspires them. Join me here on Artworks each month on C19. You can also watch us online at c19.tv. Do you like to work with your hands, build, make something work, show, I've done this? Turn your interest into a career. Construction trades at Cleveland Community College can give you the skills you need. Well-trained electricians are in high demand. CCC delivers hands-on training both in and outside the classroom. CCC makes it simple for students to get ahead, whether they want single courses, certificates, diplomas, or associate degrees. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? Hi, I'm Tim Falster from C19 TV Sports. Join us each month for Yeti Tracks right here on C19 TV. Each month we talk to the players and the coaches of Yeti Athletics including cross country, Yeti's boys baseball, and Yeti's girls softball. We break down the matchups, the conferences, the games, and the events that make Yeti sports so special. Stay informed with Yeti Athletics right here on Yeti Tracks each month. Join us right here on C19 TV and online at C19.tv. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch a Hello, welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. Noel T. Manning, the second here, hanging out with Otero Manzel. Uh, Thomas Manning still hasn't joined us, and he probably won't, but he is watching the new Jennifer Lawrence film that, that is a coming-of-age comedy that you always see uh, during uh, the summer months, uh, and so he'll talk about it sometime down the road. <laughs> so uh, if, if you missed uh, the first uh, half of the show, uh, we did not particularly love Indiana Jones' latest film, so uh, C plus, we both gave that uh, across the board. But uh, there's another one, maybe has more potential. I don't know. It's a, it's a film that kind of sped into theaters. 
<laughs> did not make a ton of money, uh, as, did not make as much as they had hoped for. Uh, we're talking about Flash, uh, a film we've been, I don't, another one we've been waiting on for quite a while. There's been buildup for this uh, ever since uh, we, we started seeing this kind of Justice League thing happen, what, almost a decade ago, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, waiting a while for this movie is, I think, an understatement. I think it was the... The first official announcement of this particular Flash happened at Comic Con in 2014, so you know it's uh, it's it's been a little bit. It's all the delays and and all the off-screen drama and whatnot that's happened. It's it's become a, is this even worth it type of movie, <laughs> and and now we finally have our answer. And uh, for me, that answer is no, not really. <laughs> it's not exactly yeah, no. worth it. Yes, sir. we're not gonna. You're not gonna have to wait around to the end to know how Daryl feels about this no. one. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah, this one, this one, um, we're, we we kind of seem to be caught up in these superhero films now that that are time travel, um, multiversal. It's just so many of them, and even a few. I mean, actually, three of the films we had on our radar to talk about today, all all three dealt with time travel or either uh, alternate universes mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. And Flash definitely does that. And you know, there there are, were uh, not really any great secrets about a Michael Keaton coming back. I mean, <laughs> we've been talking about that for what at least a year now. We has been confirmed, if not longer. Uh, we've seen clips of it. So while if if nobody had watched the trailers and and you went in and watched this movie. You may have appreciated when he popped up on screen. You might have had that oh moment, kind of like we did with uh, with Spider Man when when we saw that multiversal aspect happen with uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. There was just this right. sense of man, I can't believe I'm getting a chance to witness this. Yeah. And this this movie had the potential to do that, but there were just so many leaks and so many. Things in the trailers that you're like, okay, Supergirl's going to show up. It's not going to be Superman, and that's going to be the person. So they gave away so many things in the trailer that I I went in going, okay, am I going to be surprised about anything? And there were a few, Mm -hmm. um, but were they worth it or not? I'm going to ask you, do you think those other surprises were worth it? No, I don't think they were. Um, I think as a whole, if this project had been kept more under wraps, it could have been a bigger thing. But as you said, uh, too much got leaked and too yeah. much Warner Brothers marketed and promoted. Um, it, it, it it could have been a little bit more. But, you know, the, the surprises and the cameos that pop up aren't enough to to save the story, which I have issues yeah. with altogether. Yeah. So tell me your biggest problems with the story. Uh, first, I, I will say that I did appreciate Ezra Miller playing against himself. I, I thought um, his humor, what I loved, uh, what I saw when he was first introduced as a Flash, it, it, it worked for me. The humor aspect and his interaction with himself, I thought was really, was interesting. Yeah, I think that's one of the better parts is the, is the interaction between the two Barrys. Um, what the... Uh, doesn't work for me is is the not the conceit of the movie i have to go back in time to do this thing to mm-hmm. save my mother it's it's what he does towards the end once he realizes to me the theme of the movie is you can have all the power in the world but that isn't enough to 
some things will always just be what they are and there's right. nothing you can do about that and with some decisions that he makes towards the end to me it seems like that he never really truly learns his lesson yeah. uh, in the movie uh, you think he learns it but at the end he makes one last decision that's great for him but again right. you realize that, that you, you still made a decision when you shouldn't have in the first place you didn't learn anything from this movie uh, that yeah. is my my main issue with this story, and that you know we've seen it all over the internet. The the, the horrendous visual effects. Yeah, yeah. There were uh, there was one sequence, and we're not going to give away a, a ton here. I, it may be a minor spoiler, but there is uh, at one point where uh, where the berries are able to see uh, all of these different timelines and. Uh, multiverses with with other characters mm -hmm. and uh, characters from the past some of those we've seen before uh, and and some of those we had hoped to see before uh, and and I felt like in those sequences I was watching a video game uh, instead of watching live action of, of what should have been portrayed on screen and that took me out of it and um, I, I'm like you I, I felt wow I, it's it's while it's cool to see some of these characters, uh, I think it could have been done in a better way or or, or not at all. And uh, I, I, um, I I think this film speaks to some of the same things that that Spider Verse speaks to. Is uh, is it do we have choice or is there predestination in what uh, what our lives are unfolding? Is is it fate? Do, or can we make the choices to change things, even if we don't know what they are? Can we can we be free of choice? And um, I, I think Spider-Verse did that so much better across the Spider-Verse. Uh, but th this film, another one of those that uh, I'm talking about Flash, another one of those films that I think had uh, wonderful potential and uh, wonderful opportunity, especially since we've been talking about it and hear about hearing about it for, for so long. But uh, again, it... It, it fell short for me. Um, uh, any uh, final comments before you give a, a rating for this one? Yeah, I think couched within this movie, so that everything surrounding it, couched in there, is an actual good movie. There's just too much direct to cut through to find that actual good movie. Um, much like I said earlier, Phoebe Waller Bridge, I think Sasha Kaye is the is the breakout of this movie as 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 Superwoman. I think she is amazing in this role and she is severely underutilized unfortunately but yeah this is I think everything with this movie combined with the fact that we already know that they're rebooting everything is just yeah interest is lost in this particular project yeah. and uh, upcoming projects as well and that uh, that's going to hinder it more than it helps yeah I agree uh, Kanye was was amazing I, w I would watch a standalone film with her I would love to see that that backstory of how she got how she how she was captured how mm -hmm. did that happen what you know was it was it her entire life she was captured or was there a moment in time uh, that it happened um and and you know you find that out if you watch the trailers i'm not giving you anything uh, away there um and and, and it was I, I will say i appreciated being able to see uh keaton again and kind of a um a keaton who was aged and if we're going to compare Characters, you know, Keaton you know, showed up uh, as Batman and Bruce Wayne in, in 89. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I felt that, I will say, I felt this film did a better job showing uh, an, an aging Batman, Bruce Wayne, 
than Indiana Jones did showing in uh, Indiana Jones aging. And I know we're talking apples to oranges, but uh, I think the same concept. You know, you've got this guy that his whole life is kind of um, gone and, and everything that he's loved is gone and he's, he's letting everything fall down around him. And honestly, he could just kind of walk away and let the whole world crumble, but he makes a choice not to let that happen. So I was glad to see Keaton back uh, wearing uh, the, the Batman suit. I did appreciate that. Agreed. Agreed. So what is your uh, rating for uh, for The Flash? Yeah, I'm going to give this a C as well, I think. Uh, there's elements that, that work quite well. It's just hampered too much by, for me, the elements that don't work is what really drags this movie down. Gotcha. So you said C or C plus on this one? C. Okay, C. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually going, I'm going to go with a C plus uh, because of Keaton and Kaye that raised the bar for me. Uh, had, had they not been there, not, not so much. Uh, we've, we've got just a couple minutes to uh, talk uh, about uh, one of these final two. Which would you rather talk about um, across the Spider-Verse uh, in our last couple minutes or Extraction 2? I feel like you just keep, keep the theme rolling and go with Spider-Verse. Yep. Let's do it. Um, to me, this 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 is a film that um, I, as soon as it was over, I was ready to go back for more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same. Uh, I was like, there's no way they can top the incredibleness that was the first. And boy, did they end top the incredibleness that, that, that was the first. Uh, I loved almost every aspect. It ends on one of those good, like... Empire Strikes Back ends on a fairly wrapped up story, and you know there's something. Yes. This ends on a holy goodness. How are they going to get out of this? Which right. is one of the really great, you know, types of endings there is. One of the great cliffhanger types. And I can't wait yeah, to see and, what they do next. Yeah, and and you do find yourself going, oh man, I just can't wait. I, and I want to go back and watch again. And one of the things I loved about it is there were so many, uh, so many times. That there was so much going on screen that I was mesmerized and I was I was trying to take in every inch of the screen to look at some of the characters that were there uh, or the different different spider men and spider women uh, and, and spider creatures because they're not all uh, <laughs> there's some creatures in there too and, and I, I just the, the art um, you know every frame was just absolutely beautiful um, the, the the sound design uh, the score, uh, the characters, uh, and the story. All of those things, every single one of those things clicked. And like you said, uh, after watching um, the first one, how can they find a way to to do it again? And they did. And and for me, uh, this, is, this is a film that I will revisit. It, this is a film that I will own uh, mm-hmm. when it comes out. The previous two films we've talked about, I, you know, I, I don't... I, I I don't know that I'm going to revisit those uh, not anytime soon. I don't I don't have a desire to, uh, but but across the Spider Verse, yeah, I, I want to be in that Spider Verse again and again and again. Agreed. Uh, those other two movies we discussed uh, are are what I like to call those can be Black Friday sales. That's, <laughs> that's when yes. I'll pick those up. Uh, yes. Spider Verse is is like put it on your calendar. This is the day it hits your physical release because I got to get to the store and pick it up. I had so much fun with it, so much heart to it, um, yeah. and I, I loved every bit of it, man. Yeah, and and it you know it, it's a film, uh, it's a franchise so far that continues to speak uh, to uh, to family, and uh, <laughs> it's it's Fast and Furious. But it's in the Spider-Verse. It's family. 
It's family. <laughs> and, and so many films do speak about family, but this one does it in a way that just, man, that just gets to you. And, uh, and uh, going back to what my bride said, that Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny lacked, this film had heart, this film had spark, it had it all. And uh, I'm so glad that at least we have this to look back on for the summer uh, of 2023 so far. Yeah, um, and it's interesting seeing it through the eyes of my daughter, who, like Miles, is black and Puerto Rican, and seeing a character that she can glom onto, and wow. going from I don't, I don't really care about superheroes to ooh, tell me more about this Spider Guy. What's his business? What's his story? What's wow. he about? So it's it's wow. nice seeing it from that aspect as well. And it's if it's bringing more fans to to the comic community, then I'm also all for it. Uh, what is your uh, rating for uh, for this film, Daryl? Before we uh, wrap up. Uh, the rating for this is definitely an A plus in my book. Yeah, I'm with you, and and I don't give too many A pluses. Uh, we we kind of across the board are in agreement. Uh, the disco round A plus, uh, one of one of the best films of the summer uh, so far. And we're so glad to have you with us. We always appreciate you. We appreciate all of our uh, listeners and our viewers and people who take the time to spend with us. We know you uh, have a lot of things that you can do with your life, but when you take the time to be with us. We just want to say thank you. Uh, until next time, before Meet Me at the Movies, uh, we're still waiting on Thomas, uh, but, but for us, that is a wrap. Mm-hmm.